views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Super, super welcome. Welcome to the show. Yeah, here you go. Glowing and healthy skin for the summertime. My co-host today, Dr. Agnes Frankel. For those of you out there, I want you to go take a look. Dr. Agnes Frankel, F-R-A-N-K-E-L, and take a look at what she's doing to not just help all of us save our lives, but to thrive as we live in this world, recognized in the world as someone that knows how to help us glow on the inside and on the out. And today we are talking about the sun. What is it about the sun that we have now this love-hate relationship with when we all grew up with this idea, get in the sun, feel better, all of this going on. Now we're going to the other end of the spectrum. No, don't go in the sun. It's like the whole story we did about eating eggs. Don't eat the eggs. Do eat the eggs. Dr. Agnes, great to have you here. Hello, Dr. Pines. You're too kind as always uh, when introducing me. Thank you for having me. I'm so pleased to be here. When you see something barking is my beloved Dr. Chihuahua, my oh, Bentley, nice. the sexy man. That's his name and he's here with me. So please forgive me if, if you could hear him. But, you know, ducks lover. That's who I am. Okay, but let's start rock and rolling. Today is a really huge topic and Dr. Pat, as you said, everything is true. This relationship with sun, this love-hate relationship is like with everything. I can see when working on my dermatology ward that uh, we've got some kind of fashion. A few years ago, it was fashion saying, no, don't expose yourself to sun. Sun will damage your skin and it will cause cancer. And uh, many people still have this idea about sun. But what's new in medical world and what's uh, new actually what the research shows is that, as always, with every extreme, it's bad. So the best in life, and that's what I've noticed, is to say, stay in the middle and uh, you know, notice for yourself and see how your body reacts. So what the, the newest data is actually that we stopped appreciating the sun, which is not good for us because sun gives us what our body needs most, which is vitamin D. And it's essential for us to thrive in everyday life. Yeah. And direct sunlight is the best option of course some people might argue that okay you can eat vitamin d rich foods and it's so true you can eat fish best fatty fish 
like tuna, mackerel, or salmon, you can mm-hmm. do it. Stop for vegans, big stop. But still, if you're not a vegan, welcome eating fish. You can also eat beef, liver, cheese, or egg yolks. And mm-hmm. that's all great. Or drink orange juice, uh, let's say, or soy milk. But it's still not enough. And what is enough and what's so easy is sitting in the sun unexposed for about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. So, come on, it's not a big deal. 10 minutes is like a lunch break, right? So, just right. eating lunch break outside, being uh, unexposed directly can give you really roughly about 10,000 units of natural vitamin D. And let me say that again, Dr. Pat, because mm-hmm. it's so mm, relevant and it's, you know, uh, medical-based, evidence-based medicine. So, 10,000 units of natural vitamin D by only 10 minutes sitting unexposed on the, in the sun, that's really a huge deal, right? What, what well, do you let, say? Yeah, let me ask you this question because there's now the, the question that shows up about, yeah. well, what time of the day is best? You know, in order for me to get those 10 minutes, do I have to go out in the heat of day? Is sun exposure at 4 o'clock p.m. or uh, 10 o'clock in the morning? Do I still get the same? Does it matter, Dr. Agnes? That's the question. Okay. So for your sun exposure, if you want to achieve not the great sun tone, but actually let's focus on the vitamin D. For mm-hmm. your sun exposure, you want to focus and you want to provide uh, for your skin so it can make vitamin D in the right doses. So let me say, what is the right doses? And uh, I will just circle back to your question because it everything are like, you know, turning points. You need to know that a circulating level of 25 hydroxyvitamin D so it's 25 hydroxyvitamin D of more than 75 nanomoles per little is required to maximize vitamins D beneficial effects for health. So that's the data. So in the absence of adequate sun exposure, you need to, of course, supply. And let me to also say it right now and again that yes, because so many people uh, were underexposed for sun or were just putting sunscreens all over their face, we are lacking vitamin D. And Mm -hmm. it's called pandemic in the medical world. So Mm -hmm. it's a really serious issue. So if we are uh, less than 75 nanomoles per little, we should probably take vitamin D supplement let's say 800 white thousand uh, uh, international units of vitamin D3 for a day that could be needed for children and for adults. And actually what's more, I was speaking about vitamin D3, but vitamin D2 may be equally effective for maintaining circulating concentration of uh, mm-hmm. the very wanted 25 hydroxy vitamin D. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the basis, and please remember the, uh, what I said about uh, supplementing, because I will be back to this topic uh, um, uh, very soon. Yeah, but- yeah. Well, listen. Here's what I love about what you said, and I I don't want to get past it because for those of you uh, 
Hey, for those of you just tuning in, we're talking about the sun. Dr. Agnes mm -hmm. Frankel is joining us, dragnesfrankel.com. Check out the website. And I'm just going to say to everybody out there, take a look at what she is doing. Yeah, the Med Rebel, health, beauty, wild wellness. Wild wellness is what I like. I love what Dr. Agnes Frankel does. And you know what, Dr. Agnes, here's the deal. This is what I want to say. I had been healthy all my life. And then I wasn't, suddenly, April 1st mm -hmm. in 2004. You know that expression, you don't know what you have till you don't have it anymore? Yeah, You know sure. that? Okay, I have a new appreciation for every word you're speaking because I don't ever want to go through that again. I want to ask you this question. People say we are in a health and wellness crisis. How much of that is from the sun? and not getting enough uh, D3 from the sun, which is a natural element. Well, it's uh, to a huge extent that was the bad press that was done to the sun, uh, not uh, you know for like few to ten years ago. And because of the first research that were claiming uh, that uh, sun exposure uh, is. Uh, uh, more or less responsible for uh, cancer of the skin, for melanoma. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, today we have a new data to back this idea, but also the evidence are not so clear, and I will also speak about that later. But yeah. what we know for sure, and let me just stress and point this, because yeah. it's so important, is that we are, as a nation, and we are, as people uh, all around the world, we are struggling with pandemic lacking the vitamin D deficiency. And if in medical world someone is using the word pandemic, it means that it's serious cause and probably really more than 80% of us should supplement vitamin D. But let's start from the basis. So before yeah. supplementing, let's think about um, the sun because vitamin D deficiency is linked to really serious stuff. And just listen to me. If you are deficient with vitamin D, in, it can be linked to, let's say, in children, rickets. It can cause rickets in children, certain mm -hmm. cancers, autoimmune diseases, heart diseases, depression. That's the huge one. Depression is like every third person on the world is said to be depressed on, or have episode of depression. So that's really huge. Um, and actually, when we're speaking about depression, uh, very popular uh, in Scandinavia, in Europe, are these lamps, who are nothing more or less than just, you know, equivalent of sun. So if you're not having sun, you're using the lamps that give you the some spectrum of light that sun would do. So please, when you have the possibility to go out and have the sun, uh, just go and do it. Because, oh, mm -hmm. astopenia, that's a huge one. If you're yes, it is. If you're a woman, uh, especially after or struggling with your climacterium, having your climacterium or after you, you know, m uh, stopping your menstrual cycle, you yeah. should really expose yourself for the sun because osteopenia, osteoporosis and fractures, you don't really want to struggle with that in the later ages. So please don't do it. And vitamin D deficiency is prevalent in infants who are solely breastfed. And that's really um, newest research. And uh, who who do not receive vitamin D supplementation. So even infants need vitamin D supplementation and some exposure to the sun. So saying that, it's uh, uh, now you can see how important it is to get enough vitamin D. And let me just say that again, that enough vitamin D 
is making sure that it's uh, more than 75. And if your concentration on vitamin D is lower than 20 nanograms per milliliter, so lower than 20, I will repeat it again, uh-huh. it means you are deficient and you really want to do something with that. And then that's the sign you really want to start supplementing. Yeah. So saying all of that, Going back to your question, now I hope everyone who is listening to us have got more or less the idea why exposing to sun is so important. It not, it's not because of the fashion or not fashion of being really looking glowing and having, you know, this suntan. No, it's not. It's uh, totally some other aspect. It's aspect of vitamin D. And it's very easy because 10 minutes can really help you and give you the Uh equivalent dose you need. And one more important thing I need to mention just in here that is good for everyone to do the lab test. When it comes to vitamin D, you want to make sure what your level of vitamin D is. So taking your blood sample and making the lab test, that's the only way you can really do it. And it's really beneficial to do it, even if you have to pay it, it's not so expensive. And uh, vitamin D3, Uh that's the one you want to measure. And uh, if you know what your level is, on my website, you will have uh, um, uh, all the details, what levels you should have, what levels mean you are deficient if you forget it after the show. So don't worry, you can just go there. Uh, that's the, the checked newest data. And when you know your level, start please going to the sun and expose yourself for the sunlight. That's the first thing. But if, yeah. if you're deficient, you want to make sure you start supplementing right away. And that's really something you want to do and you want to remember about that, especially after summer, you know, when it's winter and uh, it's darker and the sun is not so strong. And uh, after supplementing or even if you're not supplementing, but when it's winter, you want to check again. So please check every three months for at least three times to see how your levels of uh, vitamin D are shifting and uh, just adjust your dose of sun exposure or uh, the dose of uh, supplement uh, adequately. But that's not everything, Dr. Pat. And no. uh, uh, the last thing I need to say is answer exactly to your question. So now, dear listeners, when you know that vitamin D is so crucial for your health, for health of your children, of your bones, and so many other things, now, actually, it's up to you when you want to expose yourself, mm-hmm. but never, ever after 11 and never ever before four o'clock of course also it depends what part of country you are from or where on the world you are from those data are just checked and backed with uh, uh, countries like australia uh, sunny america but when you are living in england let's say london you can expose yourself to, for to sun even at 12 o'clock and it should be okay but please especially if you are going for holidays abroad or to some parts where the sun is stronger than usual and you are not not adjust to such a strong sun exposure you really want to be kind to yourself and you really want to um 
stop and minimize mm -hmm. the risk of melanoma, so the cancer of the skin. And how to do it? Well, that's what I say. You want to have this sun bath till 11 o'clock, so you can, you know, 9, 10, 11 o'clock, please never ever at noon, and then after 4 o'clock, so 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 mm -hmm. o'clock, and uh, start from 10 minutes. It, it also depends on your skin. If you've got white skin, you don't want to make it red. So 10 minutes is probably enough for you. If you know uh, your skin better, you can adjust in a few days. So it's always, Dr. Pat, as you know, about yeah. holistic approach. And uh, it's always about knowing yourself, your body, and how your skin reacts and responds mm -hmm. to sun race. Well, let me ask you this question because um, we're going to go ahead and skip the break because I want to make sure we get this in. Um, I think that we've had uh, long debates about, well, wait a minute, Dr. Agnes, I'm going out and getting on my boat and I want to be out there in the sun, but I am going to put sunscreen on because I want to do that. And I think this is equally a question for people to really be looking at, do I use sunscreen or don't I? And what have you found about sunscreen? Uh, because people do want to be out in the sun more than 10 minutes. Okay, so sunscreens are a huge topic and also really a uh, topic that makes me feel like I could talk for hours. So let me just mm -hmm. start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you said, we've got so many people that just want to be exposed more than 10 minutes and it's okay. But please remember, first thing, before even considering sunscreen, you want to make sure that your skin is exposed for sun without any sunscreen for at least 10 minutes. So those 10 minutes I was mentioning, is without any sunscreen whatsoever because mm -hmm. we need to make sure that the uh, um, vitamin D is produced in your skin so nothing is disrupting this cycle and this pathway. So that's the first thing. And uh, the second thing is, the question I hear a lot is uh, if people should consider sunscreen to prevent sunburns and yeah. what sunscreen is actually helpful with. So, this is, you know, this question to sunscreen or not to sunscreen. Right. <laughs> and let me just give you a few clues what I think about this and most of all what research uh, has been made and what we can learn from those who, who uh, try to prove some good stuff. So sunscreens, as everything we put on our uh, skin can affect our health. And that's, that's like, you know, period. Mm -hmm. In fact, there is no clear evidence on what extent using sunscreens actually prevents skin cancer. We know it prevents, but we are not sure to what extent. And there are other risks for this that I will cover later. So okay. let me just tell you that uh, as... Uh, Mostly American uh, people are listening to us. Uh, we know for sure now that Americans are being diagnosed with melanoma. Yes. And, and it's going, it's steadily rising rates. So according to the National Cancer Institute, the rate of the new melanoma cases among American adults has tripled since the 1970s. So tripled, and that's a big deal. Uh, we can ask questions why, and there are many answers why, uh, also covering the ozone layer, 
So it's partially our fault that we are not, you know, thinking what we are using and the way we are using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the evidence is that it has tripled. And that's just alarming. So the melanoma death rate for white American men, the highest risk group, that's the highest risk group. And, you know, it's like uh, going up and up and up every year. So uh, it's something to think about whenever you want to expose and whenever you want to use a sunscreen, the answer is of course, because we want to know that we are protected to some, some extent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some time ago, my grand mentor told me to, uh, uh, that in life there are some things that are under our control and some things that are not. And right. it's always good to focus on those that we can and that are under our control. So we can't really focus on every risk uh, that's uh, causing melanoma, but we as a human beings can do whatever we can to minimize the risk. So what we can do, we can use sunscreens because even if the percent it's helping us to minimize the risk of melanoma, if, even if it's small, it's still you know uh, making the risk smaller. So even if it's 10%, even if it's 5%, it's always helping us to be on the safe side. So, and uh, even the smallest percent always works. So that's the first thing. So for me, yes, using sunscreen is really um, important. And that's what the research says too. But what's very important also is that when you are using sunscreen, you have to know what sunscreen you're using and what are the things ingredients in the sunscreen and i will cover everything in details because it's very important just let me just let me think say one more thing that before even thinking about sunscreen please everyone who has got some kind of molds on the skin spots dark spots hyperpigmentation everyone out there please make sure you're checking your skin go to dermatologists go to a special person especially if you have a melanoma case in your family Uh, so it means you're in a higher risk of having one uh, because it also runs in families and unfortunately from time to time please always check up make a checkup of all your body before holidays and after holidays and sometimes it's good to ask your beloved one or your children or whoever uh, you feel confident with especially you know when it comes to your hair your skin on your head neck and fingers toes fingers mm, it's always worth to do the checkup because I know so many people who didn't and unfortunately uh, now it's too late for them. And I know so many people who did, you know, just by accidentally, but they did. So please do it before holidays and after mm-hmm. holidays. And if something uh, is uh, you think wrong or you want to uh, do the, the be- better checkup uh, in your dermatologist's office, please do it to be on the safe side. So yeah. that's that's before even you know thinking about sunscreen that's like uh brushing your teeth it's something that should be done at least Mm -hmm. twice a year before and after holidays so please please start to really pay respect and watching your body closely and seeing any changes uh, and the hyperpigmentations and the new moles and the redness around the surface 
Yeah. Yes. And yeah, one of the things I want to say to those of you tuning in is, you know, we just we've posted, um, you know, EWG's Sun and Safety uh, mm -hmm. guide for these. And, you know, this is something super important for you to look at, because when you see the list of worst scoring mm -hmm. sunscreens and you look at the worst scoring sunscreens for kids, you want to be really, really clear about what this says. So they put a great list together. Um, one of the things we're talking about is that there are best and then there are worst. And yeah. so there's this, there is this ingredient called oxybenzone and 40% of the beach and sports sunscreens in the guides this year contain oxybenzone. It's an active ingredient. It penetrates the skin, gets into the bloodstream, and acts like estrogen in the body. It can trigger skin allergies, and some research studies, while not conclusive, have linked higher concentrations of this to health disorders, including endo endometriosis, uh, and uh, lower birth weights in newborn girls. Why the FDA has got this out there is the question that we are asking ourselves. They know it and will not pull the veil back. Uh, but in the scheme of things, there are also sunscreens that come up as, yeah, you can use it. And so there's lots of information out there. What I think Dr. Agnes is saying is you got to take care of your body. You got to go do the checks. You got to do what you need to do. If you're going to pick a sunscreen, don't go to your local store and look for the sunscreen that's on the sale so you can save 20 cents. Take a look at what's available for you to be aware of and look at, wow, what is the best sunscreen of 2017? Can I get it? Let's look at what's inside of it. And yes, there are some that are organic. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Dr. Agnes about how do we choose these? How do we choose it? What do we look for? And then more importantly, even than that, we're going to talk about the best. We're going to talk about the worst. But how do you apply it? Why is it important? Why is it important to know how to apply sunscreen? Well, I don't know, but Dr. Agnes is going to tell us. Stay tuned. We'll uh -huh. be right back. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Talk Radio. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Are you feeling stagnant or blocked in your love life, career, health, or finances? 
experiencing difficulty focusing or setting and achieving goals. Tune in to Spiritual Diagnostics Radio with psychic visionary healers Carol Dorian and Justice Welling. Discover the cause and effect of unwanted patterns in life. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit spiritualdeed.com. Gifted intuitive healer and spiritual teacher, Sarah Luce, brings her unique style to the hit show, Small Steps, Big Breakthrough Radio on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in each month as Sarah turns reality on end and shows us how to experience expansive results with simple yet powerful steps. Expect an enlightening bend on what you currently believe is possible. For show details and upcoming topics, visit SarahLoose.com. That's S-A-R-A-L-O-O-S.com. To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716, or visit angelhealinghouse.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life. Check us out at drpatcho.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh my goodness. Welcome back, Dr. Agnes Frankel. Joining me here today, and we're talking about glowing and helping skin for the summertime. What you should know uh, in order to know what to do or not do. Um, you can subscribe to Dr. Agnes' mailing list at dragnesfrankel.com. Go ahead and do that. You'll be sent a full list of the best and the worst sunscreen on the market. DrAgnesFrankel.com, F-R-A-N-K-E-L.com, D-R for doctor. Uh, what a great show. And so I wanted to talk with you about um, this idea of choosing sunscreen. But before we do, you know, do you have any tips for people? What, what should I do. they, yeah, I, let's, I let's do talk have, about that first. I do have tips, Dr. Pat, and I just, let me just mention a, a few things, because I was just wondering if American people, uh, if people of America are aware that excessive sun exposure uh, can cause cancer, mm-hmm. and actually I came across the data, um, uh, it was FDA data, reported that at least 70% of American adults say they protect themselves from the sun, 70%. That's a huge number. And public health agency surveys found that the number of Americans who say they make an effort to protect themselves from sun exposure increased between 2005 and 2012. And it has tripled. So that means uh, almost everyone is using sunscreen to some extent. And... uh, 
that's why it's so essential to cover what is a good and what is bad sunscreen. Is there anything mm-hmm. like good, bro- uh, good or bad sunscreen? And what does it mean, broad spectrum skin protection? And um, now that we know there are risk factors that. Uh, we can cover uh, and that risk factors that are under our control, which is indoor tanning, please don't do it, exposure to UV radiation, we know about the hours and sunscreen and severe sunburns and you want to uh, make sure your skin is not uh, burned and you're not suffering from sunburns. That All, all those risk factors are in uh, your hands, dear, dear listener. Uh-huh. So you can really make an effort and minimize dose but I just want to mention five sun protection tips because it's very easy to remember about sunscreen but as a starter let's say let me just mention those five and you can make sure it's really easy it's really efficient and it's something you can add to your sunscreen routine and that's really helpful so first wearing sun protection sun clothing like shirts, hats, shorts, pants, you name it. Uh, Something that will shield your skin from UV rays. Like uh, whatever you have in mind, whatever part of clothing it is, it can reduce burn risk by, and now please uh, listen closely, by 27%. Is it small number? Is it big number? Well, at least it's minimizing your risks. 27% might be not huge for someone, but something like hat, something so simple and so chic for some women and men, right? Because hat can be really chic, um, can help lots. Uh, the company I really like, I'm not connected with the company, but I just want mm-hmm. to mention because I believe in what they deliver is Solumbra. So please check Solumbra. Uh, it has uh, uh, really good stuff and I think uh, it, it will be very helpful if you could just, you know, serve around what they can offer you. It's yeah. a really good brand. And uh, that's, that's the fa- first thing. Yeah, well, Sunumbra, let's just talk about Sunumbra for a minute. Um, For those of you that are, it's S-U-N-U-M-B-R-A. And, you know, when you look at it, you'll see that they also make uh, sunscreen for kids. Um, And so when you take a look at the kid-friendly list, you know, that's right there on the list. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to take a look at children in some cases differently than um, adults. but the point is, you gotta look. I mean, and this is so important. You know, mm-hmm. just don't grab something off the shelf just because it's on sale. I mean, we really don't pay attention to this very much. Yeah, and we should. That's why that's your show, Doctor Pat. That's why you are covering the very, very useful tips and uh, tricks to make sure we are safe and glowing during the summertime. Yeah. So the second one is using umbrella or a canopy at the beach. Oh yeah. Whenever you are or spending time under a tree. And uh, now listen closely, please, everyone, especially those Seattle people and mm-hmm. those people from other parts of USA where you think you are under shade. <laughs> you think you've got shade. So listen closely. Those shade people. Shade gives you only 30 
30% of coverage, 30%. So it minimizes your, uh, reduces sun exposure by 30%. And again, is it much? Well, it's always something, but no, it doesn't mean you shouldn't under the shade also wear, for example, your chic uh, hat or just wear a sunscreen. So one more time, shade people, 30%, please remember that. Yeah. So using umbrella, definitely that's the trip, uh, that, that's, that's the thing you want to do. The third one is wear sunglasses also. It's so easy. It's like a cliche almost, but again, not everyone is doing it. So please, sunglasses really help protect your eyes from UV radiation. And uh, you really want to make sure your eyes are protected to have a great sight and great vision at older age. And again, sunglasses please wear them not only when you know the sun is uh, uh when you are exposed to the sun but also under umbrella under the shade you really want to make sure almost all the time when you're exposed to sun that your eyes are uh, covered and sunglasses one more thing it's really important what kind of brand uh, you are using because the lenses uh, the material they're made of is really important. So don't go for a cheap. Sometimes, of course, you know, the money spent doesn't mean the worth, but you want to make sure and learn your lesson what sunglasses are really good and what are made of really good materials and which one will really protect your eyes. And most of all, avoid most intense sun exposure. And that's what I say earlier. Go and enjoy the sun early in the morning or in the afternoon when the sun is lower and it's not directly overhead. So be UF savvy, as I would say. Check the daily UV index. You can do it easily on your mobile phone. And that will help you prevent overexposure. So the last one is check the daily UV index. And that's something is really easy. It will take you only like a couple of minutes. But it's really helpful. And that's something my listeners and my um, people told me. It changed the game for them totally because they already know how big is the UFO uh, index and what they can do and how to protect. So well, now I mean, we have to get educated. I mean, what I yeah. what I what we're talking about here today is something that 20 years ago or so wasn't really at the top or on people's minds. Um, we now have to pay much more attention to. I mean, everything from being more mindful of how you're out in the world, but also how you're taking your children out into the world. And it is very important to really get educated and informed about and make informed decisions. Mm -hmm. So that's really what we're trying to say here is, you know, make informed decisions. There's a yeah. lot of information out there. And also people can get the full list from you, uh, from your website. What, what do you think is the greatest cause of people not paying attention to sunscreen? Is it because we're all so busy, we go out and we don't think, oh, I'm just going to be out for a little bit, no biggie? Well, you know, Dr. Pat, I think it's like every, with everything. We are very, we are to trust and we trust in advertisements, we trust in everything. It's like going to a shop and buying stuff full of uh, sugar, for example. Uh, and uh, mark some, that some, if something is on the market, it doesn't necessarily mean it's helping us and it's good for our yeah. health. So 
So it's the same with uh, sunscreens. Sunscreen, it, it's nothing more or less, it's just what it means. It's, it's a product and it, the product is on the market. But it's uh, it doesn't mean it's the best for us. And we need to be uh, really conscious and make our own decisions. And by being conscious, I will just tell you something I've recently found out. Um, well, the data is, and that's something that really gets me, about half of the sunscreens sold in U.S. would not be allowed on the market in Europe. And uh, I'm now in Europe, and uh, I did the research, and actually that's true. So uh, listen to me closely, American people, because it's really something, as I told, that gets me. And mm-hmm. uh, what I'm saying now... Um, also, a lady, Sonia Lander, she's a lead scientist involved with the Sunscreen Guide, and she's part of an environmental working group, uh, the group that I really, hands down, I, can, I could die for them, that really know what they are doing according to skin mm. and sunscreen. She also, uh, uh, she, she agrees on that topic. So it's uh, better to be really conscious going and buying sunscreen in U.S. And mm-hmm. the, the report that she did also points to research of Dr. Diffey. He's an emeritus professor of uh, photobiology. And uh, what he said is that uh, his data, he showed that on average, U.S. sunscreens allow about three times more UV rays to transfer through skin compared to European sunscreens. So uh, it's uh, that's the first thing you really need to uh, pay attention when buying a sunscreen. UVA, yeah. UVB, and how it is helping you. And please remember, when you're holding a sunscreen in your hand, UVA is for... Uh, uh, I call it an, a, anti-aging. So mm-hmm. UVA is something you won't notice straight away. It will cause you wrinkles. Mm. It will make your skin uh, discolorations on your skin, wow. etc. UVB is B for sunburns. So UVB is something uh, uh, that you will notice straight away. Your skin is red. You are burned out because of being on the sun. So that's, I wanted to make sure uh, mm-hmm. everyone knows what, what is for what. And UVA rays can damage your skin invisible by suppressing the immune system. So that's a huge be- deal. And aging the skin over the time, as yeah. I said. And also development of melanoma is linked with UVA too. So having uh, in hand sunscreen, make sure it's uh, UVA, it will cover your skin from UVA and UVB rays. That's the first thing. The second is, and it's important to know that there is nothing like perfect sunscreen. That's why you need to really dig deeper to see what is good and what is bad. Many contain harmful chemicals, and unfortunately, that's true. And even mineral-based ones. So, you know, mineral-based were supposed to be the better options, but even them, they often contain nanoparticles. Uh, So, minute ingredients that can cross the blood-brain barrier and so harm aquatic life and harm your brain. Uh, So, you don't want to do that also. Beyond that, sunscreen is unique compared to many other personal care products because, listen closely, you coat it quickly onto your skin, often multiple times a day. Yeah. Yeah. uh, In the beginning, you asked me, Dr. Pat, how often is enough? And that's the rule. Listen, everyone. You want to make sure you put your sunscreen on your skin 
every two hours every two hours and i'm not joking and especially if you are having uh, you know if you're water sporting or you just swimming in the water you want to um, uh, you, you want to repeat it even sooner but every two hours and the sunscreen stays on your skin so just listen it's not like your, your shampoo for example that you just you know uh, it touches your skin for a couple of minutes or seconds so that's the big deal that's why you want to make sure that something what's on your skin and stays there longer it's safe for you so don't get that type of hours long skin absorbing exposure with something like you know harmful chemical sunscreen so let me just tell you what you want to avoid when you're thinking about sunscreen to make sure you're on the safe side so sunscreens what potentially then they can have unfortunately they can have unhealthy dose of hormones and the one you don't want to have is oxybenzone right oxybenzone is a common sunscreen ingredient as you uh, know dr pat and you probably yes you mentioned that before so it penetrates the skin yes it gets into the bloodstream everyone and it acts like estrogen in the body. So oxybenzone has been linked to, as Dr. Pat said, endometriosis in older women and lower birth weight in newborn girls. So that's really serious. It can lower testosterone levels and it may contribute to specifically lower sperm levels in grown men. So that's a huge deal. If uh, you're holding sunscreen and if you're reading uh, the ingredients and there is oxybenzone, you don't want to buy it. I hope uh, I made it clear for you right now. No, so that's, you don't. That's a no, you don't no. want to buy it. I mean, e even if there's one takeaway from the show today, one thing, and you look and you pick up that sunscreen, right? Doesn't mm -hmm. matter what the brand is. Yeah. And you see oxybenzone on it. That's a big no-no. Put it down. Mm -hmm. put oh, it also, down. it can trigger allergic reactions, everyone. So uh, it can trigger itchy a tema like you know or even urticaria so whatever uh, if you're especially if you're an allergic person please oxybenzone big no-no uh the other thing the other ingredient uh it's uh, a methyliosolian methyliosolian was yeah. named one of the biggest allergens of, of 2013 so please please don't do it another one another big one yeah, skin cancer triggering everyone and it's really serious as retinal palmitate so retinal palmitate is a form of vitamin e and everyone thinks like oh vitamin a it's it's good for my skin but no retinal palmitate uh what government studies show is that it could possibly speed the development of skin tumors and lesions. So vitamin A ingredients to avoid in sunscreen uh, is vitamin A is retinol. And uh, uh, I need to mention it. Retinol is uh, used in many products for stopping yeah. wrinkles and making your skin looking more beautiful and glowing. But as you can say, see, if I'm uh, backing what I'm saying with government studies, that's a big deal. And yeah. uh, they are mentioning retinol. So now you can see that mm -mm, that's a really big no-no. Also, retinyl acetate, retinyl linolate, retinyl palmitate. 
So vitamin A and all the family of vitamin A related ingredients is a big no-no and I would love everyone to just remember about this one even if as Dr. Pat said that's the only thing you're just uh, remembering from today's audition and uh, in uh, my beloved group in my environmental working group in their review they are claiming that about 40% of sunscreens on American's market contained vitamin A ingredients. So, and now remember when I said that more than 70% of American people are using uh, some kind of sun protection. So let's say 50% are using sunscreen and 40% of sunscreen contain vitamin E ingredients. That means that so many of us are using the bad sunscreen. So those are the, the things that you want to make sure you're not using and this type of an ingredient can react with UV rays and inter, uh, increase the risk of skin tumor, uh, especially the vitamin A ingredient. And, uh, you know, as I said before, vitamin A, that's something you want to remember. And another thing, uh, I'm speaking so quickly because I want oh, everyone to have the knowledge, but I hope, I hope uh, everything is clear. Uh, I I just need to point out about the false sense of security. Uh, The false sense of security, as I like to call it, is high SPF. So whenever someone sees high SPF, uh, people think that they're on the safe side when the the higher the better. Uh, But the truth is, uh, the SPF only reverse to uh, uh, it only you know reverse to UVB protection like uh, uh, that burns the skin so UVB and uh, high SPF products might not really be high SPF. Listen to me closely. That's a big one. When Procter and Gamble tested a competitor's SPF 100 product at five different labs, so they just took a product and uh, they used it at five different labs. The results varied between SPF 37 to SPF 75. Can you imagine? It was the same sunscreen SPF 100, and in five different labs, the SPF was in one lab. 37 in second lap 50 in third lap 75 so it's like oh my god so what's the point and the company determined that it's a very small difference in testing conditions can have a dramatic influence on the calculated spf and in that case even a small slight percent change in the light transmission can really make a big difference in the spf so what's really um what i want you to remember from what I just said is that the higher SPF doesn't necessarily mean you can be on the sun for very much longer. And there is no point to buy SPF more than 50 because they are not working uh, more efficiently. SPF 50 plus gives you the coverage like 98% of the sun exposure. But SPF 60, 70, 80, or 100 gives you only 99%. So it's like 1% difference. That's why in so many countries, SPF more than 50 is now banned because it doesn't make sense to call something SPF 100 uh, if, you know, it it doesn't work like that. And uh, please just remember, everyone, that SPF 30 means 
that you can be on the sun a little bit longer that, uh, than without it. For example, you can be 10 minutes without any SPF, but SPF 30 gives you, for example, 30 minutes sun exposed. SPF 50, 50 minutes. But what people tend to do, they think that when they uh, use the sunscreen, SPF 30, it gives them um, the possibility to stay on the sun longer. Uh, and that's not true, everyone. So it gives you a coverage just to some extent. It's never 100. And please remember always, always to cover your body every two hours. And uh, uh, the amount of sunscreen you need to cover your face is like two teaspoons. So uh, uh, the research made showed that uh, almost 60% of people uh, use too low sunscreen and when you use too low amount of sunscreen uh, SPF 30 is not SPF 30 anymore it's like SPF 15 or 10 so the amount of sunscreen you are using is really important on the face two teaspoons and please remember that and then think about other parts of your body and uh, use uh, really do not hesitate to use uh, the quantity uh, and always go for the quality. Let me just uh, point it that way. And never ever, please, that's my opinion, never ever uh, buy spray sunscreens because it can pose serious inhalation risk and make it uh, just too easy to miss a spot or not to apply enough sunscreen or just, you know, spray it and uh, um, just make sure you're just breathing it and it goes into your lungs uh, and into the lungs of everyone sitting around you, those chemicals. So you don't want to do it. The, wow. Yeah. Wow. That, that's you know, what I wanted to say. I yeah. For anyone, but it's really important stuff, as you can see. Well, you know, this was a lot. Thank goodness we're going to replay this show. Dr. Agnes, thank you so much for all that you're doing. Uh, what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Okay, my personal message is make it easy and make it fun. 10 minutes without any coverage. And then just remember, chic hat, great glasses. Do your research, what kind of hat, what kind of glasses. And always use the good sunscreen. If you don't want to do the research for yourself, I did it for you. When you subscribe to my email list, uh, you will have a short list of the best sunscreens. I'm not uh, uh, in cooperation with any of those companies. I just did the research for you because I wanted to be a, you on the safe side. So that's it. And always, uh, if you are not subscribing to my list mm -hmm. and you want to do the research on your own, remember about the vitamin A. You don't want it as an ingredient and about um, the false sense of security when you're using high SPF factor. I love That's it. That's Dr. Pat. And if you have any questions or doubts, I'm here for you. So please don't hesitate to write me. Uh, I will respond and I will be more than happy to do it. I love it. Dr. Agnes Frankel, everyone, we're going to take a short break and we will be right back. <laughs> 